The creatures of yesteryear that have intrigued scientists the most are the dinosaurs. Although they may be gone now, the debate about how they vanished lives on. So what really happened to the dinosaurs? Stay tuned. What's kind of neat is that the scientific evidence really lines up with the biblical evidence. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Over the years, we've heard so many different ideas from evolutionary scientists about how the dinosaurs died out. While no one really knows for sure what wiped out T-Rex and his friends, creationists get a pretty good idea by following clues in the Bible and geology. Why not stick around for the next 15 minutes as we discuss the disappearance of the dinosaurs and what both sides are saying about it. ICR biology professor Dr. Gary Parker is director of the Creation Adventures Museum in Arcadia, Florida. Evolutionists have certainly had some bizarre ideas over the years about what happened to the dinosaurs. They say it either got too hot or it got too cold or they ate too much or they starved to death or mammals ate their eggs or and it just goes on and on or there was a dinosaur plague. John Whitmore, Associate Professor of Geology at Cedarville University in Ohio, agrees that there's a whole lot of speculation regarding the extinction of dinosaurs. From an evolutionary perspective, there's probably well over 100 different ideas, and those two ideas fall into two different categories. There are catastrophist ideas, which usually get a lot of the headlines and so forth in the newspapers. Then there's other ideas. Um, there's many paleontologists which actually believe dinosaurs died out slowly. One interesting and somewhat comical idea about the demise of the dinosaurs comes from the famous and now deceased evolutionist Carl Sagan. Dr. Parker explains. His favorite theory was that dinosaurs died of constipation. That's what did them in. There was a fern plant in the dinosaurs' environment that was part of their diet, and this fern plant acted kind of like prune juice in old people. And, uh, and when that fern plant died out, the dinosaurs impacted themselves to death. And so good stirring stuff. <laughs> uh, evolutionists have had a number of bizarre theories. The only thing they really agree upon is that it happened 65 million years ago. But all of their theories would affect only some dinosaurs in some environments in some places and sometimes. Even the most devastating catastrophes that some evolutionists say killed all the dinosaurs didn't destroy all life. ICR Senior Vice President Dr. Dwayne Gish explains. The popular notion today is that an asteroid struck the Earth and threw just an enormous amount of material into the atmosphere freezing them or something, it eliminated every dinosaur on the face of the Earth. In the past, there were dinosaurs near the North Pole and down in Antarctica, on every continent of the world. And that must have been a tremendous, catastrophic event to be great enough to destroy every dinosaur, big ones and little ones and plant eaters and meat eaters and so forth and so on, all around the world from almost the North Pole to the South Pole. However, it didn't destroy the birds. The birds survived. They're still in existence. It didn't kill the little thin-skinned mammals. We still have mammals. And so the idea that this is what destroyed the dinosaurs or caused their extinction simply does not agree with the evidence. Because if that catastrophe of that extent had actually happened, it not only would have destroyed all the dinosaurs, but certainly would have destroyed the little 
fluttery birds and the thin-skinned mammals. So we think that's a very poor theory. But creationists also believe in a global catastrophe that killed the dinosaurs. However, this event also destroyed every living thing on the planet. Dr. Parker says the fossil record is clear evidence of the Great Flood. It really looks like when you look at the rock record, uh, you find three major layers of rocks that are chock full of dinosaurs, and in the upper one called Cretaceous is just loaded with all kinds of dinosaurs that living on all the different continents and lots of different kinds. And, and then suddenly in the fossils found in the next rock layer, the dinosaurs are, are absent. It really looks like it was a worldwide catastrophe that did in all of the dinosaurs in all of the different environments and all of the places all at the same time. And, of course, the Bible helps us understand what that catastrophe was. It was a worldwide catastrophe in Noah's day, not 65 million years ago, but about four and a half to 5,000 years ago. What's kind of neat is that the uh, scientific evidence really lines up with the biblical evidence. Professor Whitmore. I think, obviously, a lot of the dinosaur skeletons and remains that we find are probably a result of the flood. Many of the massive bone beds that we find uh, in Alaska or in Wyoming or at Dinosaur National Monument in Utah are probably the result of flood deposits. These deposits have a lot of evidence of being water-laid and and catastrophically water-laid, and I think that those deposits represent flood deposits. However, not all dinosaurs perished in the flood. Dr. Parker reminds us that God's provision of the ark to preserve life included dinosaurs. If dinosaurs were around to get buried in the flood, then two of every kind would have been brought by God to Noah and included on the ark. Dinosaurs on the ark? You know, people's eyes get wide and kids think, oh no, if a dinosaur stepped on the ark, it'd tip up, flip over and sink. You could never have dinosaurs on the ark. <laughs> but the average dinosaur was only the size of a big dog or a small pony. And even the biggest dinosaurs hatched from eggs, none of which were any bigger than footballs. And so you could hold a baby T-Rex or a baby Brachiosaur in your hands and pet it. And of course, there would be no reason for God to bring the old, big dinosaurs to Noah. He'd bring young adults. Well, if dinosaurs, most of the dinosaurs died in the flood, but some were preserved on the ark and began to multiply and refill the earth, then we're back to our original question. What really happened to the dinosaurs? Why did all the dinosaurs vanish? Professor Whitmore says the demise of the dinosaur could be attributed to a number of things. It appears that dinosaurs survived the flood, but it's likely that they didn't make a very good comeback, that maybe their post-flood repopulation was, was rather limited by climate or food sources or possibly even humans intervened in their repopulation, and they just didn't make a good comeback following the flood, I think. It's possible that Diseases uh, influenced their distribution after the flood, or uh, you know, they just couldn't find the food sources they needed. Dr. Parker. Well, I think there are three major factors that did in most of the dinosaurs that begin to multiply and fill the earth after the flood. One was the climate, one was hunting by people, and one was going into hiding. <laughs> Some of the dinosaurs might still be hiding in remote areas. Let's consider these ideas one by one. What happened to the Earth's climate that would cause harm to the dinosaurs? 
the Ice Age made it much harder on uh, animals that depend upon outside sources for their body heat. We sometimes call them ectotherms. And so, uh, you know, they don't do as well in cold environment. So it looks like after the flood, the climate change made it much harder for the scaly-skinned animals like lizards and dinosaurs to survive and much easier for the furry animals and the feathered animals, the mammals and birds, to survive. In the plant world, it's the ferns and fern allies that didn't do as well after the flood. There were lots of them before the flood. And the flowering plants and conifers did much better after the flood. And that would affect the diet of the dinosaurs. Hunters may have also added to dinosaur extinction. Florida. If I lived here 4,000 years ago, I'd be looking out the window at herds of camels and llamas, a giant ground sloth, a furry animal bigger than T-Rex, and mammoths and mastodons, large elephants and so on, living right here in Florida. What happened to them? Well, according to the uh, Florida State Museum, the geologists there are telling us that these large furry animals in Florida, many of them bigger than many of the dinosaurs, were hunted to death by my ancestors, the American Indians, about, guess what, 4,000 years ago. These may have been some of the animals that, that reached Florida after the flood and were looking for a warmer climate <laughs> as the north began to freeze over and ran into some uh, hungry friends of mine. <laughs> Dr. Parker's third suggestion of what might have happened to the dinosaurs is that they went into hiding. He also says there's a possibility that not all dinosaurs went extinct. There are reports of dinosaurs from remote areas of the world to this day. I remember once we got a, a hands-on report from one of the explorers to the Congo, uh, Herman Regusters and his wife, addressed the, the ICR staff uh, after their search for Mokali and Bembe. The natives in the Congo recognized pictures of the uh, Brachiosaur type or the Diplodocus type as an animal that still lives in that area, but in a remote region. A lot of times people are threatened by large animals, and so they'll hunt them for that reason, or for trophies, or for food. And so they tend to retreat into uh, harsher environments where they're hard to find. Reports from the uh, York Peninsula in Australia, up in the northeast corner of Queensland, are still reports of dinosaurs today. The Tuatara, the beakhead lizard in New Zealand, actually matches the definition of most features found in dinosaurs. And there's evidence that it hasn't been too long since dinosaurs roamed the Americas. It looks like the American Indians knew about dinosaurs in recent times, just a couple of thousand years ago. In the Southwest, there are paintings of dinosaurs. In South America, there are etchings on egg-shaped stones and so on. A number of explorers have tracked down these records of dinosaurs that went into hiding or were hunted by people living in the Americas. The key to understanding what really happened to the dinosaurs lies within believing what the Bible says about a worldwide flood. Dr. Parker. So it looks like the evolutionists have really come up empty-handed again, leaning on their own imaginations instead of trusting the Lord. They've come up with all kinds of theories that don't work, and even if they did work, would apply only to some dinosaurs in some places at some times. If we listen to what God says in his holy word, we recognize that there was a global catastrophe. 
a watery catastrophe that would bury the remains of these awesome creatures and preserve their bones as a record of God's judgment and a record of God's grace in saving us from that awesome judgment. God judged the world by water during Noah's day, but there's a second judgment coming that will be by fire. However, just as God provided an escape from the floodwaters, God provides an escape from the eternal fire of hell. He has a plan of salvation, and we recognize that salvation through the ark, and so now we can be ready because the second judgment, that judgment by fire, the only escape is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we have to put our trust, our faith in Him. He's our ark of safety, our door to eternal life, rich and abundant, past that second judgment into the courts of eternity. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.